What is going on, Notre Dame fans? Mike Singer, Tim Hyde, live on YouTube on a beautiful Wednesday night. Hope everyone is doing well. Lots and lots to talk about, Tim. It's a bye week for Notre Dame, but we're not taking this Wednesday off because, again, tons to talk about. Tim, are you doing well, my friend? I see you're in the boathouse. Yes, wife's got a little business meeting tonight, so I was like, I'll go down to the lake house, hang out at the water. The waves are crashing out there, so here we go. And uh, talk a little Notre Dame football. I like the show you have tonight. I'm really excited. So Yeah, yeah. I think we really had some interesting topics, that's for sure. Yeah, to let you guys behind the curtain a little bit, every, third, or every Wednesday morning, the first thing I do um, before I go say good morning to the wife, of course, is I text Tim Hyde and say, hey, what do you want to talk about tonight? Uh, and, uh, there's even one thing that Tim said and I'm like, all right, I want, I'm looking forward to seeing what you have to say about this in particular. So, um, again, lots of good stuff to talk about. If you are watching live with us, please hit the thumbs up on this video. Of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're watching back, why don't you go ahead and do the same thing? Um, do, do those two items. They're always helpful. Um, and of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, it's always going to be 100% free. Um, and uh, blueandgold.com is your home for all things Notre Dame football and recruiting. We have a uh, recruiting show tomorrow morning. The coaching the coaching staff will be out on the road, Tim, for a couple days. So uh, I actually, before we got on, I wrote that article, typed that out for coaches on the road. So we're going to talk about that with Kyle Kelly, my coworker. And sidekick at Blue and Gold. Um, so uh, yeah, we will we'll have that all up on the site. So uh, Tim wanted to start tonight. I think this is a really fascinating topic. It's the freshman watch. Yes. Gone are those days where you play a snap, there goes your red shirt. Really, you know, you can get extra eligibility years for just about anything these days. The NCAA doesn't really care about it. Um, different discussion for a different day, but. Jack Sobel at Blue and Gold wrote this premium article titled Freshman Watch, Which Notre Dame Players Are Burning Red Shirts. This is a premium article. Please sign up $1 for your first month for new subscribers. We're going to let our YouTube and podcast audience uh, check this one out for free, though, uh, via this show. Um, because Jack just did su- such a good job and it, you got an easy visual here. So I want to go through this. So here are the players that have already burned their red shirt. So these are all true freshmen. Running back Jeremiah Love, obviously he's played in every game. Drake Bowen, Christian Gray, you know, special teams guys yep. um, for sure this season. Gray's played a little bit of corner. I think we've seen Bowen at linebacker some blowouts. Obviously, Jaden Greathouse and Rico Flores, um, the two receivers who uh, I think are pretty outstanding. Tight end Cooper Flanagan, special teamer and a guy you'll see in there in 13 personnel and whatnot. And safety Luke Talek, the walk-on from Wyoming, um, who picked Notre Dame over some P5 offers in the Pac-12. Anything stand out to you here, Tim, in this group of, what is that, seven that have already burned the retro? Any surprises? Anything, anything kind of stand out to you? And Tim, the answer can be no, if it's simply no. This is what you expect. <laughs> no, it's a great group. I mean, love. I mean, my God, I just, I, I love love. How's that? Um Ever since Navy, I, I mean, I mean, I'm going back to the Navy, the Navy game, our post game show, how we talked about him, how it just, and he just keeps getting better. Like he was, I'm blown away by him. I did not expect to see the type of running back he is. You know, just as we always talk, 
fast guy. He's a burner. He's a running back. Yeah. Bowen, Bowen and Flanagan uh, have been starters on special teams. Talich is out there, obviously, as well. But uh, Bowen, Bowen's had some key blocks out there on special teams. The big, the big surprise is really Flanagan. Flanagan could block. Not to me. No, not to you. You said way back in August, in the middle of camp, look for. Or I think even before camp, mm-hmm. you said look for him to be the the August freshman surprise. And he's a once again. Where is he from? De La Salle. De La Salle has produced three NFL players: Aaron Taylor, Derek Landry, my favorite nose guard ever, outside of Chris Dorch, um, Isaiah Foskey. And now I think Flanagan's going to be the same type of a future NFL player. So it's a great list. Those guys well-deserved and no surprises there when you look at it. Um, and then Christian, uh, just real quick on Christian Gray. Holy moly, is he fast. He's that, so good. Him, him running down on the kickoff return uh, for the touchdown is, and he's just, God, he is fast. So definitely going to see him out there a ton next season. If not the starting corner, you know he's going to be maybe the nickel next year or whatnot. He's going to play a ton next year. He's a special football player. So playing in four games this season is linebacker Jaden Osbury. And this is the note from Jack Sobel, co-worker at Blue and Gold. Jack's fantastic. We really have a great staff at Blue and Gold. Love these guys. He said he wrote, Osbury played on special teams in four of Notre Dame's first five games, but has not played since. He wrote, assuming a coaching staff's intentions can be tricky, but it's reasonable to believe that the Irish decided Osbury's special teams contributions were not worth burning his red shirt. Do you agree we won't see uh, Osbury again this year? Possibly not if they if they played him that much early. You know, in the coaching staff, they're going to talk with these kids. You know, they're going to plan this stuff out and, and all that. So I'm sure that's what they've done with Osbury. But um, good football player. He really flashes when he's out there. He's got some athleticism. He was one of the the what you know what to do, what if type of recruits. I remember on signing day because what's his his size and all these things, how is he going to play? But I think he's shown during the spring and training camp. And when he's been out there, he's legitimate and uh, ready to roll. So I'm, I'm sure he's going to be in the running once those three fifth year guys are all gone. Okay. Super off topic. Long story short, the other day, my Google Chrome was just not working properly. And when I Googled the issue, people are like, just clear your, your cash and your whatever. So when I did it, logged me out of everything really pissed me off and one of those was our device that we or not device our our, our uh you know the the way we stream this so i had to re-enter my name and scott just said who is mike signer because i spell my name wrong on the screen so let's go ahead and spell that correctly so scott thank you uh thank you brother uh jp says calling it out boom Trevor leads the team in sacks by the end of the season oh boy that i mean that's a pretty I mean, he's yeah, got he's- one right now. Um, yes, James, I misspelled my own name. But, hey, JP, really appreciate the five. Um, now- Mike Singers, come on. He's sucking up to you right now. He watched the he watched the August show. This is your cousin down the road in South Florida. Hey, JP, appreciate you. Appreciate your cousin, Stefan. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> look, yeah, he, there's no way. He's got one right now. And who's leading? Hey, who's the sack? leader? With two or three? I mean, it's not like they're a juggernaut of sacks, so <laughs> – he goes out and gets me, you know, and if they, well, well let's get back to the red shirts because he's obviously on the all right, list. All right. Well, okay. I want to look up sacks real quick. So, oh my God. Yeah. Holy no way. 
they had, I mean, they had more sacks against SC than they had the whole season, like combined. So it's not a lot. Just like TFLs, they were in the like I think going into the game against SC, they're ranked 118th. This they is according, 11. Tim. This is according to Notre Dame's website, and this is the NCAA stats, right? Yeah. You have Thomas Harper with two, Jordan Batelho with two, Nana Asafamensa with two. Yeah, tell that's you. it. Holy yeah. crap! Yeah, JP says exactly. The team lead is two. Um, yeah. so yeah, maybe he can. <laughs> maybe oh, it's man. not that ridiculous. And I did call back in my five bowl predictions, like Tim kind of alluded to. Yeah. That was one of mine. Was that uh, I think that Bubakar Traore is going to play a role. I, I think I said a big role, like listen to his bold predictions. A role the second half of the season you had predicted. I mean, I yeah, I was like, I think he's going to come along. Yeah. And um, he so going back to the freshman watch thing, Viper Bubakar Traore, who's playing Viper right now. I think he's a strong side end. You know, the more his career goes on. And uh, he's played in three games. And uh, as Jack mentions in his article here, he says the Irish have not got enough in the Viper position. Um, yeah, Jordan Patello has not, nine hurries and 141 pass rush snaps. So, Bubakar Traore had the, the sack. We won't talk about what happened after that play. But, um, <laughs> you know, it, it was it ended up being inconsequential. But, it, yeah, Tim, Bubakar Traore, got to think his redshirt is coming off. Or he, he will not be redshirting, I guess I should say. Yeah, I would say they just play him. I mean, you got four games left. Obviously, they got him into SC, who is the 10th-ranked team in the country, the Heisman Trophy winner. They trusted him enough to give him a couple snaps out there. So just play him. You can't ever – because, once again, you got to get ready for next year. And if you know Bubakar is going to be a dude next year, why not give him, you know, 50 snaps over the next four games plus, you know, what, 12, 15 practices, whatever they get for uh, spring. Jeez Louise. The bull prep. Then the the bowl game, play him, get him as much experience as you can. Now the Viper position is turning into the slot on the offense. Everyone plays slot. Everyone's a Viper on defense. So they're going to have to figure out what in the world are they going to do. Because if Botello doesn't come back for a fifth, me personally, I would keep Sneed there. I, I'd quit wasting my time with him at middle linebacker. Just let that dude crash and cause havoc. Are they going to move Junior back to Mike? Do, you know, Bur Burnham's a DN. They got to just keep him out on the edge and roll from there. And I think Bubakar as well. So I wouldn't even mind seeing next year because it's interesting. Real quick with Burnham, when he's in, he's in a three-point stance a lot. So do they do two ends next year? Two, three uh, guys in three-point stances. That's going to be interesting to see what they do with all these bodies that they have on the edges. You're on mute. Mute. Yeah, okay. I've been muted for a good 10 seconds. Okay. Yeah, um, you got this. I'm doing my YouTube show right now. Sorry about that, guys. I was muted and then texting my, my coworker, Kyle Kelly. 10.30 a.m. Eastern time. Recruiting show tomorrow, guys. Um, Yeah, so... Just dealing with uh, some of that. Um, what I was trying to say when I was muted is this is the life of someone who does YouTube shows, yeah. live television here, plus uh, recruiting on the side. Um, yes. Okay. So played in two games, Tim. Braylon James, Micah Bell, Don Schuler. Got to think they're red shirting, and then uh, Jordan Faison, the the walk on. 
Yeah, Jordan's playing. He started against Do you think he's going to play? How many games are left, Tim? Four? Yeah, four. Plus the Bulls, yeah, five. Five. So, yeah, he's probably. You play him. You play him because he's, I mean, he's already shown, you know, his, you know, the electricity he has, the ball skills that he has, meaning he's going to be a dude next year. He's going to be out there playing next year, you know, heck, maybe even starting, depending on what they do with, you know, if Tyree comes back for a fifth just to keep playing. They move Great House outside to get phase on inside more. So those are going to be some interesting um, questions because they do obviously are going to have a you know good group of wide receivers with some experience coming back. But James, Bell, Schuler, yeah, they're 100% red shirts. I'm, I'm struggling. Yeah, um, Jake Hart says Mike's frazzled tonight a little bit. I keep forgetting to hit that damn unmute button. So – Tim, yeah, you're, you you agree Jordan Faison's playing? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Okay. And then played yeah. a one game, Kenny Minchie, Brennan Vernon, Preston Zinter, those guys are all redshirting. Yeah. If any one of that group, maybe Vernon, but probably not. Probably redshirting, Tim? All redshirting. Hopefully they get a few snaps against Wake. That's what and like. uh, this show loves Brennan Vernon. I'm just going to throw that out there. We love Brennan Vernon here. And then have not played yet at this 2023 class. Charles Jagasaw, Devin Houston, Sylvan Ebsher, Ben Minnick, Joe Odding, Sam Pendleton, Armel Mookum, Chris Tarek, KK Smith. I think the only one injured of that group right now is KK Smith's out for the year. And then Ben Minnick was hurt in fall camp-ish early in the season, but he's he, he dressed, um, or he has been recently. So, um, <laughs> so uh so yeah, that, that kind of wraps up the um the uh, the, the freshman talk. Um, Scott says I bet Mike Signer would be able to handle the mute button, and JP says is Mike Signer the non goated or non goateed non evil twin? You guys are killing me, uh, making me laugh. So, um, Adam says this is the doppelganger Mike Singer. You guys are cracking me up, but uh, JP appreciate that super chat earlier. Um, and yeah, Tim, good good segment on the freshman watch. I think that's always an interesting thing looking at who could um, be redshirting and uh, who's not. So, um, yeah. But so next. All, uh, yeah. So real quick, yeah, so when it's all said and done, you got seven are playing, and we ex- we would say Bubakar and Faison burn their redshirt. So you got nine gaining basically a, letter jacket, a letterman jacket this year as freshmen. So when it's all said and done, so not bad. Not bad. Not bad at all. Jagar says Mike needs to get a mustache to be like his hero Goolsby. I did say on the message board today that if someone sends me hundred bucks, I will do a stash for the next Goolsby show, which will not be this Sunday. Um, we're going to do it after the pit game. So um, yeah, every time I just leave the stash, my wife just is like, no, 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 no. And sends me back. So I always walk out. Speaking with well, yeah. Speaking of, you know, we always talk about sponsorships for, for shame. I mean, Mike, no one shaves closer and cleaner than me. It's like I oh, should me. be. Oh, Tim, I shave closer yeah. and cleaner than you. Look at me, man. Look oh, at this. Look at the no. cheeks. Look, at, look how clean that is and not patchy. Yeah, yeah dude. I hey, yeah. I, anyone want, out there want to sponsor a you know clean shaven? Yeah, I'll take it all. We day need long. to get you on Caldera Lab. Is what it sounds <laughs> like, Tim. Guys, it. please do not drop a hundred dollar super chat. Please, please do not do that. I mean. I guess if you really no. want to, but don't, don't, don't do that for the shave thing, please. Uh, Andrew Gilmore says, if coach Marcus Shreeman wins out, do you think he gets an extension? Oh. His contract affects roster decisions in 2024. No extension, no portal quarterback in 2024. Right now, 
do we even know free how long Freeman's contract is? I mean, that's not something that gets put out at a Notre Dame, right? Or Tim, am I am I crazy? Traditionally, it's five years. So um, I'm going. Hey, I I said. I mean, someone asked this like nine months ago after the bowl game. I think about an extension, and I'm, I I get scared because Charlie Weiss is famous for getting his after the USC loss when they extended his out like another five years. So let's let's just finish this season and not even talk about extensions. But exactly, extensions are big. If Freeman could win out these four games, which are not going to be as easy as people think, and get the 10 and 2, sure, they could talk because you're going to need that type of leverage with recruiting, right? All of a sudden, he has two years done. Does that talk start to happen with him? No extension, portal court. Hey, I've been on record for months. They're going to have a portal quarterback. So that's just my opinion. You have been longer than me, and you know that I'm, I'm kind of on that train. Yeah. The leader of the Steve Angeli fan club, by the way. Um, but I also, I, I don't know. I, I kind of think that's where, where they're going to go, but still plenty of variables yeah. um, until then. So, yeah, people are saying Freeman's under contract through 2026. Yeah, for me, it's five years. That's that's standard cool. in Notre Dame is five years. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I would kind of add on this, Tim, you do have a new AD and a new president. Ooh, and um, a new board of trustees. So you, so, got, the, you got the big three coming there at Notre Dame. So at a lot of schools, it's like, uh, I didn't hire this coach. I think at Notre Dame, it might be a little bit different, right? But I, I would say, you know, I, I would say it's different because of Marcus Freeman. I think his personality, I think his, you know, what he's trying to do and things of that How nature. He represents the program. Yeah, that's why the SC game program. was That I mean, that just goes back to why the SC game was beyond big. Because if they don't win that, you're literally looking at back-to-back eight and fours in the regular season. And what does year three start to look at and all those things? So the SC game, some people didn't want, oh, it's not that big. Yeah, it is. It's huge because it legitimately gives him a – a shot to finish this season better than last year. Year three better than year two. You know what I mean? Now you got the process rolling. But, yeah, when you get the big three, president, the AD, the board of trustees all coming in together, yeah. I mean, if Freeman goes eight and four next year, seven and five, yeah, you start to ask some questions. No yeah. doubt about it. But. but if I'm Marcus Freeman, I would love to sign that thing right now. Like, hey, so oh, sure. if, if it's available to him, go ahead and do that. Well, get your security before, you know, before right. year three. Yeah. Year three. But I don't think any of that – that's another great – I don't think any of that's going to happen uh, with the new leadership coming in. I don't see, I don't see Swarbrick and Father Jenkins throwing that out there to, you know, you know, put that on the next person's already table where they got no leverage whatsoever if something goes bad the next year or two under Freeman. Yeah. And then as far as the quarterback goes, um, I think you're going to have your starter – who could be a young guy, right? But it's usually going to be, you know, junior, senior, whatever. And then you have a sophomore and a freshman, and that's it. Like that's just kind of what it is now in in, in college football, and, and and what we've seen at Notre Dame in recent years. You have your true freshman just brought on, the true freshman from the year before, and then your starter. Because if you're not starting by your junior year, you're looking to start somewhere else. That's kind of yeah. just. That's just uh, college football and what we've seen at Notre Dame recently as well. Maybe not to a T perfectly, but generally speaking. And then um, just to throw out real quick, which we've t- talked about is, you know, is, um, you know, Freeman's got to make this decision in December. 
So this talk of little CJ Carr, to me, he can't wait. It's non-existent with CJ Carr because he's got to make a decision before spring. He can't go through spring football when all the quarterbacks have kind of been gobbled up. So he needs to have a gut feeling after Stanford as, is Angeli, is Minchie my guy in 2024? And if they're not, I'm telling you, man, we all know there's going to be 25 quarterbacks hitting this portal. Yeah. And what Hartman's done with the NIL quarterback in, all that type of stuff this year, Jack Cohen in 2021 is obviously was successful as well. It makes Notre Dame a spot to be for transfers. Yeah, I'll save that. We're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. But I will, I will add that like Carr. Yeah, you can't like count on him as a true friend. That'd be great. Yeah, but like you said, you got to see what he's like in the spring. You bring in, I, I think for this year, you bring in, if there is a Sam Hartman level quarterback that you can get, that's great to kind of give him a wink, wink, you're our guy. But otherwise, I'm fine with just bringing in someone and let the four duke it out between Minchie and Jelly Carr and the transfer. Tim, we are going to hear from our sponsors at the game time talk about that ticket buying process because it can be stressful you got to find that event you want sometimes that's easy sometimes that's not but once you find it you got to get the seats you want go through that whole ticket purchasing process it can be stressful especially if you are trying to find last minute tickets but it shouldn't be stressful and that's where we meet our sponsor game time go to gametime.co it's not.com just.co it's a fast and easy way to buy tickets for sports music comedy and theater near you with last minute ticket deals so you can relax and get hyped for that fun that you're going to have use the promo code bgi and you'll get 20 dollars off your first purchase and best thing they guarantee you'll get the lowest price or they will refund you 110 percent you don't need to plan months in advance since they have deals right up to game time snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the app create an account use that promo code bgi for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply download game time today last minute tickets Lowest price, guaranteed. All right, Mr. Hyde, next on the docket today. I don't have this in a nice, you know, graphic or I don't have like a website to pull up for this. So this is just going to be good old radio where you guys are going to have to listen to me. Mid-season All-American teams came out. And we're going to look at the Notre Dame side of things. Um, and, um, hold on guys. One second. Ian says firm, but soft checking in. That's his, his username on the message board. One of my favorites it says checking in. Love that. My post is a topic for tonight's live show. Not only is it a topic for the show, I actually have the board post pulled up for something that we will specifically look at as well. So firm, but soft hope you are well, my friend. Um, anyways, Tim. So mid season, all American list came out. Notre Dame's all over the place on this. It, I I find this pretty interesting. Okay. So again, you're just gonna it's just gonna have to listen to me on this one. Are you ready, Tim? Okay. Yeah, go for it. ESPN and some team some of these websites do like a first team, second team. Just I, I don't like it. Just give me a first team. I digress. Audrey Gestime and Howard Cross, first team midseason all Americans. Joe Alt, just an honorable mention. So if they had a second team, you'd imagine he'd be on yeah. there. But Joe, honorable mention. He was on the yeah, I saw that. The Athletic has a first and a second team. 
Three Notre Dame guys on the second team, not on the first team. Joe Alt, Howard Cross, Xavier Watts. Okay, Xavier Watts making that second team. I mean, probably large part just due to the USC game, if we're going to be honest. He's been really good this season, but USC, you know, took him to All-American kind of level. CBS, just as a first team. Audrey Gastavay and Joe Alt. Sporting News, just a first team, I believe. Estime, Alts, and Cross. There's okay. three. That's the most favorable one on the list, I believe. PFF, Estime, Alt, and Cross. So there you go. More Just as favorable. Plus the second team, Mitchell Evans and Riley Mills. So PFF is liking Notre Dame the most right now. So again, Estime, Alt, and Cross all in their first team midseason All-American. Second team, they had Mitchell Evans and Riley Mills. And then USA Today had Howard Cross and Joe Alt. So a lot of love for uh, Howard Cross. Uh, Audrey Gresson made ton of love, obviously. Um, you know, uh, you know, up there in, in rushing yardage and all the big rushing categories. And, of course, Joe Alt. Now, the one omission that we didn't see at all is a certain cornerback or even two cornerbacks that at least should have maybe got an honorable mention or something. Not that these sites all need to do honorable mentions. We don't need trophy, you know, participation trophies. But, like, I don't know. Ben Morrison's been really darn good. Cam Hart's been really good this season. Um, there's also a lot of other good cornerbacks out there. But uh, just thoughts on on the you know the list there, and then uh, those two omissions, or if maybe if there's anyone else, um, you know, that on, on Notre Dame's roster that didn't make it, maybe a quarterback. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, obviously, you know, we cover Notre Dame, so the bias is towards there. So right. everyone's going to be like, "Well, he's not here. He's not here." They're six and two. So you can't, it's kind of hard to have five All-Americans on a six and two football team. I think that's kind of how it's looked at. So uh, that would be my opinion. So they're like, okay, who are the best ones? Notre Dame's having a heck of a year. They're a play away from being Ohio State, a play away from losing the Duke, you know, and then obviously the meltdown in uh, Louisville. But um, I would say, I mean, estimate number one leads power five running backs. Yeah. I think fourth overall, the top three are in the group of five. He's fourth in total rushing yards. Total, but. I need to pull up like an average because obviously you played eight games. No, no, exactly. So that's going to balance out after this week, you know, when they have their bye and, you know, and and things of that nature. Joe, Joe Alt's been absolutely amazing. I will say though, the Penn state left tackle who came back, he was going to be a top 10 pick last year, came back. He's going to be the, that's going to be the battle for Joe Alt. I believe when it comes to the all American teams, Unless they just, they're both left tackles, unless they just put tackle, tackle, and who cares who's left, who's right on the All American team. And um, especially for the Lombardi outland, I think that's going to be a Joe Alt versus him, the Penn State guy, I think is going to be a battle for that, for those lineman awards at the end of the year. Cross has been a stud. Yeah. I mean, Notre, I mean, Notre Dame's top 20, top 10 in tons of defensive uh, categories. So, you, you know, who's been the best defensive football player? I think that's what the, Writers said, boom, it's Howard Cross put him on there. And then, like you said, there's a 1,000 DBs. But Notre Dame, they're like top five in pass efficiency defense, top five in passing yards, up there in total defense, up there, you know, just so many categories. It's hard not to think. Morrison, Cam Hart. At the end of the day, when the AP All-American comes out, one of those two is going to be on the three teams because AP comes out with three All-American teams. Yeah, and there's no AP midseason All-American, no. at least at the time of. Yeah, at least yeah today. Yeah. 
earlier today. A couple quick things, Tim. I I, I did find the um you know the, the the rushing stats. So he is the number one in, among the power fives uh, in rushing yards of seven eighty seven. But this is what I'm talking about. Like he's played eight games. Taj Brooks at Texas Tech has ran for one less yard in a less and one less game. No, I know. So I he's gonna be like after this bye week, he's gonna be you know probably closer to you know eight or nine not throwing any shade at audrick Estimay. i absolutely love him as no, no, no. i mean you're right though facts um so exactly. obviously again amazing season he's up there in rush touchdowns um as well um second in, in the power five ranks it looks like it's always interesting tim we do call notre dame notre dame's not really a power five but we kind of lump them in there it's an independent school but we it's notre dame yeah. we count notre dame you don't count you know Navy independent as a group of five. It's funny you say that because people go nuts on Twitter when they do that. Power oh Notre Dame's not a power five. Yeah, okay. Technically they are, so let's be honest, but I hear you. I hear it. No, but at the end of the day, four games left. Estimate has a legitimate shot to be a first team all American if he goes out and obviously has some big games to wrap up this season, get himself over a thousand yards, you know, all the touchdowns. Alt's going to be a first-team All-American. Cross, I wouldn't be surprised if he's a first-team All-American. Yeah. And then you got to look at one of the corners, which will probably be Morrison, you know, because, you know, he's got the name over Hart. Yeah. I think Navy, the season. Navy's not an independent, though. I, I said, Dave, I don't even see her an independent. They're Navy's group of five. Yeah, they're officially group of five. They're in the, what, the uh, AAC, whatever that You have what, is. Notre Dame, Army, New Mexico State, and one other? I think as your independent schools in FBS and UMass. There you go. Four. UMass. Holy oh, Connecticut? Yeah. Wait, Army, no, Notre Dame, Dame, Connecticut, yeah. UMass. UConn's an independent too? Apparently, according to Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah. BYU's in the Big 12 now. Right. Um, I thought New Mexico State was. I think I said. Yeah. Anyway, not important conversation. No, no. That's why we call Notre Dame group of five, uh, Power 5. Yeah, group of 5. Jeez, Power 5. Okay. Um, what do we got here, Scott? Scott says, first time catching a Blue and Gold Live show. Let's go, Scott. Love listening to you and Tim. I know Mike has pictures of Angeli on his wall. Let me actually, if I tilt this far enough, you guys will start to see it. I'm kidding. Blue and gold uh, but I'm hoping Minchie is the guy next year. Live arm. Thanks for a great show. Well, Scott, really appreciate the 10, my friend. Definitely. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know. I love all these quarterbacks. I, I do. I love Hartman. How can you not love Sam Hartman? What the guy stands for and what he's all done. I don't know. I, I how he always just talks about his teammates. I love Sam Hartman. I love Angeli. Love Minchie. Love Carr. I mean, I just love Deuce Knight. I don't know. I just like all these quarterbacks. It's hard to choose favorite, but Angeli is my favorite. Well, but nice. I don't know. I don't know if he'll be the guy next year. I don't know if it'll be Minchie. My if I were to bet, I'd say a transfer. Yeah, I mean, just I mean, let's just break it down. I mean, it's how it, how can it? I mean, I mean seriously. How can it be Minchie, who's third string, and I've never seen him with a helmet other than the Tennessee State game when he got in, right? Or he probably got in one other game. I didn't pay attention, but um, right. I mean, he's always you see him on the sideline. He's always he has this tiny little notepad. And he's always taking little notes, and he stands behind the coaches. You always see him on the sideline. Never has a helmet on. Never. And Jelly had a helmet on this whole last game, so he was hyped up being the number two. But that's a it's a big jump going from that role to Notre Dame 
And yeah, Freeman's going to have to make that decision in two months, less than that, really. Yeah. Yeah. Six weeks you're looking at. You know what? We need to get you, Tim. We need to get you rocking some home field. So I'm going to have my people talk to your people um, because I was wearing my home field shirt all day, really, until the show. And home field is uh, an amazing, uh, excuse me, an amazing collegiate clothing line. Um, and uh, they have comfortable, licensed uh, college football clothing. Uh, and one of the great things about home field is their designs, especially this Notre Dame stuff. The Sam Hartman victory March T is definitely a fan favorite. They went into the archives of the old school Notre Dame designs, and they've created some unique and thoughtful apparel. Uh, authentic shows the nostalgia of the Notre Dame fighting Irish. Um, and they actually have licenses to over 150 colleges. So you can find, you know, some college gear, you know, buy a shirt for yourself, buy a hoodie for, you know, your, your, your brother's birthday. And he happens to be God forbid a Michigan or Michigan state fan or something like that. Get him something and then get yourself something. And best of all, use the promo code blue gold 23 and you will get 15% off your first order with home fields. It's a site that's easy to shop. You just go to schools here at the top and look, you have all of these different schools to choose from and uh, some pretty neat gear. Be prepared for game day um, this fall by shopping at homefieldapparel.com. Use that promo code bluegold23. Receive 15% off your purchase. And this is the shirt I was wearing uh, today. Uh, this Irish Notre Dame baseball tee uh, fits pretty well. And uh, like I said, in the ad read, it is comfortable. Um, so I like it. I like it a lot. Hey, um, I, yeah. Before we get rolling. Okay. Just a couple things I just noticed. In the I'll chat even give you full screen, Tim. While you're reading that, because I'm seeing guys saying we have to develop. So I'm asking Mr. Singer and every other Notre Dame fan out there, because I see this all the time. We go into these types of topics and it's like, where in the bylaws does it say you must develop and only play your guys? All right. Tim. So hold on, hold on. Did Notre, yeah. did Notre Dame do bad by bringing in Baptiste? Did they not develop? So Baptiste is bad. Why did they bring in Harper to play nickel? Why didn't they just play Mickey there at nickel? I look at the portal moving forward as in it's recruiting. And isn't the whole goal in recruiting is to constantly recruit players to come in and play for you. So if the portal gives you someone to bring in and play right away, who's better than the guy on your roster, what is wrong with that? I'm just curious. The way I look at this, Tim, and I think a lot of college coaches would agree with me with the portal, especially like school like Notre Dame that can't get the undergrad guys, is you would rather play your guys. Sure. But if they're not ready to go or you need improvements, you go to the portal. That's just it, especially at quarterback, the most important position on the field. Well, well that's what I'm saying. We constantly see this, well, you got to develop. Well, what if that development takes 18 months, 20 months? Who's to say that? What's the process of that development? So I always, you know, we see it all the time, Mike, in our YouTube comments, the chats we get, the the, the message board all of the time. It's always develop, develop, develop. No, the, the goal, what we've learned, if anything, as, as we're going to get into this next topic is, is 
you get the best football player. And if the best football player is out there to improve your football team, once again, look at Baptiste. Who's playing DN if there's no Baptiste? Not one person, Mike, has ever complained about Baptiste coming from Ohio State. Not one. People love seeing him out there playing all the time. Yet, just the quarterbacks only needs to be developed. That's it. The other ones, who cares? I love this. I love this from Fifth Wheel. He says, why sign with Notre Dame if we just dive to the portal? Bro, listen, listen, listen. Notre Dame signed seven from the portal. Didn't Colorado add like 50? Why sign with Notre Dame? How about the segment to open the show where we went through all of the true freshmen who are playing at Notre Dame? Notre Dame plays so many true freshmen. They're going to have what? You said nine who we think are going to have. Yeah, they're going to have nine monogram winners this year. Nine guys play more than ten. Ten with Osbury. So they could have ten monogram winners with Osbury. So Notre Dame – is not going to the portal nearly as much as you guys are talking about Florida State in the comments of our live chat. Yeah. Florida State's littered with transfers. USC littered. So the question is not why would guys go to Notre Dame if you just dive in the portal? Why would you go to any other school and try to play early? Because they're taking so many more portal guys. Notre Dame is playing so many true freshmen. Fifth wheel. I'm t- I-, I-, I know I'm kind of ragging on you here. But I'm actually glad you brought up that point so I could bring up mine. Um, You know, local source says it's good to fill the roster. Seven is a good number. Don't want to get carried away with it. Notre Dame is kind of going to be in that five to seven range every year, which is perfect. You you improve your roster and you're not taking 20 guys. You know, you're not doing something crazy like some of these other um, these other programs. Um, So that's uh, that's that's it. No, no, I, I, I agree. And and we know Swarbrook is and Freeman by some of the conversations that they have about the process of taking undergrads. Eventually it's going to happen. There's going to be a process where if a young and let's just say a Purdue wide receiver, he's in state kid, Notre Dame offered him, but uh, we went on someone else who goes to Purdue, takes two semesters there. He's an engineering major, which is extremely I got two uh, ex-players that went to Purdue, by uh, by the way, engineer majors. So they obviously got math, academics, and all that stuff. Why can't they come into Notre Dame and transfer 90% of those units, so to speak? So that's the that's the behind the scenes, way behind everybody's pay grade that's slowly going to take place. Where they're not going to take, I mean, they're not going to take an LSU sophomore, you know, who's taking basket weaving, so to speak. You know what I mean? But eventually it will happen. Sorry, LSU. I'm sure there's some LSU, probably not LSU fans in here, but in general, but eventually it's going to happen. And, and and Mike, you, I mean, you talked about this a ton in December, how aggressive Freeman in the group was going after freshmen. There was a lot of freshmen hit the portal and they went after, I mean, guys, they went after, tried to get them in. Cause once again, those guys that they offered have had, Come on on visits and whatnot. They got a relationship. Their transcripts are in the system. My those guys are going to bounce around a lot for Notre Dame to get. Yeah, yeah. A couple things before we move on from this. My understanding is that for Notre Dame, it's easier for them to do someone who is just like wrapped up their first semester of college. It's easier for for Notre Dame. I don't think it's the it's obviously not as easy as a grad transfer coming over. But you know, for like a CJ Williams and Anthony Lucas, they wrap up their freshman 
you know, first semester at, uh, you know, USC and what was it, A&M yeah. respectively, yeah. Notre Dame was able to go after those guys. But, the you know, when you get into sophomore, junior year and you're not graduated, it does get more difficult. And then, know. you know, Fifth Wheel says I'm talking about quarterback. It's the same thing. Like all these schools, oh. isn't it half of P5 starting quarterbacks are transfers? So it's, yeah. again, it's, this is, you, you guys will focus so much on Notre Dame and just what Notre Dame is doing. You got to look at college football. College football everywhere, they're taking so many <laughs> quarterback transfers. I mean, it, it, it's crazy. I mean, everywhere you have quarterback transfers. And these guys got to sign somewhere. Um, so, you know, for uh, Notre Dame, you, you hope you bring in a freshman. He looks really good. You start him as a sophomore. That's the goal. And then you start him for three years. That's what you hope. The transfer, for anyone that knows anything about Los Angeles, Orange County, football, San Diego, the transfer portal's nuts in Southern California when it comes to quarterback. Quarterbacks bounce around all over the place in Southern California. It's the same thing. They're just always looking for a better opportunity. There's quarterback, same thing. If you're going to Oaks Christian High School where Jimmy Clausen went, and you're not the starter as a sophomore, and there's an opening at Alamany down the street where Tule Alamaca is from, you're going to Alamany. You're going to Sierra Canyon. You're going to Harvard-Westlake. You know what I mean? Sherman Oaks, Notre Dame, Crespi. All of a sudden, modern day, modern day. Who's the Heisman Trophy winner from modern day? A Cathedral High School transfer, Bryce Young. These guys bounce around like hotcakes yeah. all over the place. So yeah. it's, it's just the nature of the beast in a lot of these major high school regions. And then they, boom, it's the same thing in college ball. And it's just, it's crazy. It really is. USC, I bet you USC goes out and gets a transfer. You got Caleb going to the pro. They signed Malachi Nelson, who's a five-star, but is taking, I don't even think he's taking a snap. If he has, it was. Miller Moss still there? Miller Moss is still there. Miller Moss uh, grew up right down the street where where I coached before. Great kid, great family. But is is Moss going to be that you know that guy? Miller Moss went to three high schools. You want to talk about transfers? Loyola to Alamany to Modern Day, and then COVID happened. He went to USC early. So that's just it's cool. just fascinating off topic there. Yeah, we'll give kudos to him. He's a junior, I believe, and he's he stuck around. I mean, yeah, hell, my my brother who went D one. Um, at a, a small school in South Carolina, he he didn't start going into his junior season. He bounced like so, or maybe sophomore season. But yeah, that, this, is, this is it happens. This is how yeah. it goes. Um, Tim, one more ad read tonight. Um, we're going to hear um from Rogue Shop, the husband and wife outfit, as Mister Rogue and his wife Shar are craft cannabis farmers. I'm just doing this read, uh, the beginning of this read off memory. Who specialize in small batch sustainable. Plant medicine, a true holistic type of small business. They farm and grow everything themselves. Uh, do everything by hand. Check them out, rogueshop.com, R-G, excuse me, R-O-G-U-E shop.com. Rogue Shop sells CBD, THC edibles, tincture, smokables, bath salts, pain creams, topicals, vapes, candles, soaps, and more. If you're like Singer, what the hell are you talking about? I don't know any of this stuff. Go to their website. Got a 24-7 chat function where you can ask Mr. Rogan Shar any questions that you may have. Check it out, rogueshop.com. If you have issues sleeping, chronic pain, and or have anxiety stress issues. Promo code blue and gold. So blue and gold as one word, and that will get you 10% off your first order. Rogueshop.com. So Tim. In my uh, show with Goolsby this past Sunday night, um, our mustached friend said there was a super chat about 
who's the last Notre Dame quarterback you would take over Sam Hartman? And Mr. Goolsby surprised me. And it was near the end of the show. We we're like, we got to get this. We, we, had, we had to roll through the Super Chats. So we didn't spend much time on it. He said Jack Cohn. So Goolsby would take Cohn over Hartman. I think both of you and I disagree with that. We're not here to crap on our esteemed colleague. Um, but uh, even, uh, as I mentioned earlier in the show, buddy firm but soft on the message board said he had these stats. In 2021, Jack Cohn compiled these stats. 65.5 completion percentage, 31, excuse me, 3,150 yards, 25 tutties, seven picks. Sam Hartman's, here's his stats through eight games. 64.5 completion percentage. 1,838 yards, 18 touchdowns, and three picks. Firmbutsoff adds, we're just going to trust his math here. He says, in order, in order to surpass Jack Cohn's season and stats, Hartman will need to average 328 yards per game, uh, almost two touchdowns per game, and have a completion percentage better than 66.5% for the final four games. So he says four games there, but it's really five games because I'm – Pretty sure he included Cone's bowl game, which yeah. really jacked up Cone's numbers because that Ohio State or excuse me, Oklahoma State game, you know, Cone went crazy, um, especially in that first half. Um, so he adds in his post disregarding intangibles and based on stats, do you think Hartman or Cone will have had the better transfer season at Notre Dame? So, uh, uh, Hyde, I will give you the floor here, sir. <laughs> what are you? What, Cone versus Hartman, not the thought, the discussion I thought I was going to have, but exactly who I mean, we, you know, when you and I talked at 8 a.m. this morning, who would have thought we were talking about Jack Cone and Sam Hartman? It's uh, no, I mean, this, this conversation's a no brainer, it's it's ridiculous, to tell you the truth. Um, it's like, really, Jack Cone is better than Sam Hartman? Is is that the conversation? So, it makes no sense. Is what? oh my god, oh, okay, okay, here we go. Here we go. Numbers. Numbers don't lie. So number one, uh, I didn't count the bowl game. The bowl game, we'll see what happens there. So you just go off the off of 12 games, right? Which okay. that guy, he added all the bowl game stats, which is fine. But Jack Cohn was 28 through 12 games, mind you, was 28th in yards. Hartman's 19th right now. You know Sam Hartman, Lee, is fifth in the country in touchdown passes? Fifth. Cohn finished 28th. Passing efficiency. Cone is 31st, Hartman's 15th in the country. And if the season ended today, Sam Hartman breaks Jimmy Clausen's passing efficiency record at Notre Dame from 2009. Completion percentage, Cone's a little bit higher. In yards attempt, Hartman's 19th, uh, Cone was, is 40th. Now they start, you know, I mean, just start doing the numbers. Cone, obviously, their season was 11 and 1. Um, two ranked teams they played. Two ranked teams, Mike. Wisconsin. Uh, Jack Cohn didn't finish the game, and they won without him. Pine, you know, came in, and obviously the great kickoff return from Chris Tyree. Cincinnati, the big top ten battle, the big clash against Cincinnati. Cohn was benched. Drew Pine finished it. Um, was the next big, the next big week. Hold on, the next big week we're getting ready for Bot Tech, and you and I are doing a show talking about you got um. Is the big debate? Do you, do you go Pine or Cone or Buckner even, or, 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 Buckner. or Buckner who was playing a little bit? Not so much Buckner because Buckner got benched from Cincinnati. Buckner didn't even play against Wisconsin because he had a tight hamstring. So that was one of the Buckner early injuries as his freshman year. He had a little sore hammy, and then 
You go into Vought Tech, Cone stinks. They bench him for Buckner. Obviously, Cone comes back in because Buckner throws the pick six. Cone goes down, they get the field goal. Hey, the, I mean, let's be honest. The 2021 season was, was crazy. It was a mess. The O-line was a mess because they lost all of those great NFL linemen from 2020. But, man, you got to look at, I mean, who do you want to throw the ball to? Do you want to throw the ball to Rico Flores as a true freshman or Kevin Austin? They had Michael Mayer. I mean, Mike, look at, I mean, pull up the stats this year. Do, do people really? know number one? Do you know, you know, all the Notre Dame fans out there? Which do you stats? Know the leading or, you know, just receiving stats, whatever you got. The leading receiver is obviously Evans, who's a tight end. He's not Michael Mayer, uh, who was tearing it up in 2021 and obviously last year, the greatest season ever. The Notre Dame's leading receiver this year is Chris Tyree. Chris Tyree was the third string running back last year. Do we forget that? That's the leading receiver this year. So it's just like, come on, give me a break. It's like, look, Mike, I, I went back over the last four games. The last four games, which, by the way, Notre Dame hasn't played four straight ranked teams since 2000. 2000. They hadn't played three ranked teams in a row until 2003. So it's been a while. The target rate. People want to attack Hartman as of late and whatnot. They are throwing the ball to the wide receivers. The wide receivers have caught 42%, Mike, of targets the last four games. 42%. That's a great three-point shooting number, but it ain't a great pass-receiving number. So I, I don't understand this. I went back all the way basically to Brady Quinn because before Quinn, it was you know Bob Davies' options. Tyrone Willingham had no quarterbacks. Um, Dave, I mean, obviously, Quinn is a freshman. and. Um, uh, sophomore year weren't good but if you go if you just look at numbers numbers efficiency touchdowns whatnot the only two quarterback seasons in the last 20 years are Jimmy Clausen's 2009 and Brady Quinn's 2005 Quinn was so-so in 06 when you look at overall his overall NCAA numbers so if Hartman stays on this pace he's going to be in the national statistics in many categories which Notre Dame has not had since Clawson 09, Quinn 05. That's it. So Jack Cohn was nowhere to be found in these. And like I said, uh, Sam Hartman's on pace to break Clawson's passing efficiency record. So it's had a heck of a season. Anyone who doesn't think Sam Hartman's been a positive, I mean, seriously, what can you say at this point? It's, okay. He's, he's been a positive. A couple things. I'm... Um... Let's pull up the 2021 receiving group, Tim. Have you taken any of Notre Dame's receive like so Michael Mayer, 71 receptions, 840 yards, seven touchdowns. You're not taking any of the tight ends over Michael Mayer. Kevin Austin, you're not taking any of Notre Dame's receivers over Kevin Austin. 48 receptions that year, 888 yards, seven touchdowns. He was pretty darn good. Remember that team had Kyron Williams. Kyron Williams, 42 receptions, 359 yards, three touchdowns. Kyron Williams was outstanding. Look what he's doing with the Rams this year. He's tearing Braden it up. Braden Lindsey. My God, you wish you had Braden Lindsey. Avery Davis. Lorenzo Styles. This is Styles. And now the depth chart. Hell, this Notre Dame receiving group could really use a healthy Deion Colsey or a, or a Joe Wilkins. I know. You don't have it. <laughs> so, right. um, I, I mean – Listen, I mean, let's just take a pause. I mean, let's just take another yeah. pause and look at 2023. You have, we're going, we're getting ready to play Pitt here in a week. And you have a lacrosse walk-on who just got awarded a scholarship. 
third string running back who's now the team's leading wide receiver. You've got a couple of freshmen. Rico Flores has been pushed into the starting role. He, I mean, he's not prepared to be the, the outside go-to guy. We know that. Great house. Great. Jaden Greathouse was on pace to be a freshman All-American. He's been injured. He's not going to be one now. If he was healthy for 12 years, he's without a doubt going to be you know, one of the top two teams for freshman All-American. Colsey's out. Salerno's the most trusted guy in that room. Is has played as much as all of us combined. You got, oh my God. Obviously, I mean, Mike, who would have thought Lorenzo Styles is needed this season? Can you imagine if he was on this team? Lorenzo Styles has but 70-something catches his first two years combined. Gone. And not that he's a juggernaut or stud, but Lorenzo Styles was second last year on the team behind Michael Mayer in receptions. That's forgotten. Jaden Thomas has been injured. This is a hodgepodge of a group. It, and we've talked about this. Goolsby and I talked about this six months ago, nine months ago, a month ago. And, um, and, it's, and it's coming true. And yet Notre Dame has managed to get where they're at with this group. I, I think he's having a hell of a football season, and he just is. And, and to add on, we like Jack Cohn a lot. And he was right. Tim before we started recording. We we're like that was the perfect quarterback, perfect for that year. Like Notre Dame needed a guy like Jack Cohn. Um, and, and Tim, when you just look at the eye test, oh, Jack Cohn is more physically imposing. But Hartman has him on ability to move in the pocket and get outside the pocket. I'd say arm strength is fairly similar. I'll take like Hartman mechanically over Cone. Cone, Cone had a kind of a funky wind up. Not yeah. maybe not wind up, but yeah, he threw it. That is exactly how he kind of threw. It's kind of yeah. weird looking, and, and all the kind of off the field. Who went into two thousand twenty one every game excited? People were like stressed out, nervous as hell. It was crazy, Bill. Remember the beginning of the year? They didn't know what to do with Cone. You know, they had Kane Madden at guard getting destroyed. Zeke Carell had to play set a guard for crying out loud. They had four. Joel was the fourth string tackle who finally got his, his break halfway through the season. And, and, and let me just say this real quick. The stats with Cone and everybody, we talked about this back then. Notre Dame, like the last six games of that season, Every single defense was ranked in the hundreds, I, I think, but one. So I think yeah. five out of the six defenses that year were ranked in the top 100 when it came to yards per play, uh, total yards. And that's the other thing. The yards per play this season, I was going over the on, on the webpage earlier. Notre Dame is on pace to have their best offensive season since the great 2015 offense. Hmm. Uh, better seasons than the Jimmy Clausen ones. Uh, I don't know. It's just I'm puzzled because when we when you when you hear things like that, it's like, how do you feel though when you watch these games this year? Obviously, we could talk Louisville all day, but what what have I said about Hartman? The more I've dived into Sam Hartman in Louisville, that is his kryptonite. His three worst college games in the history of Sam Hartman, all at Louisville. 2020, 2022, 2023 is three lowest ranked quarterback rating games are all at Louisville. Hmm. That's his kryptonite. He's horrible <laughs> at Louisville. Tim, I mentioned at the top of the show that like how we'll, we'll text during the day and topic discussions. And you sent me yeah. something that I thought was interesting. You had said that, hold on, let me bring it up. 
Note, Sam Hartman has made, quote, the quarterback spot popular at Notre Dame, yeah. on, uh, end quote. What what do you mean by that? You're just kind of talking about like, hey, look at all he's doing in the transfer thing or, you know, as, as a transfer quarterback in NIL and all that stuff. Like kind of talk about that a little bit more. Um, curious your thoughts on this. Well, I I think in this era, as we, we just talked about 10 minutes ago with some of the guys in the chat that we're talking about is, in this era of the transfer portal, I think that is important because there's going to be a quarterback out there somewhere. There's going to be a quarterback at, you know, Baylor. Let's just use Baylor. I got a good friend who went to Baylor. So Baylor and they're like, oh man, I don't want to go six and six again, but he's a stud quarterback. He's got two years of starting experience. Let me go check out you know, Notre Dame. Look what they've done. Same thing. I mean, Jack Cohen, you and I were, we love Jack. Jack Cohen was perfect for 2021. Brian Kelly and Reese are looking out there against Alabama and like, we can't play 2021 with Drew Pine and Buckner as a true freshman because Phil Jerkovic fell. They had to get a quarterback that year. And Cone was the perfect quarterback for that team in that season. And I think that is going to happen down the road. Hartman has been popular. Look at, seriously, just look at the press he's gotten. ESPN loving him up. Fox, the Fox shows loving him up. Everyone's loved him up this year. He has been popular. The NIL. I mean, seriously, every time he does a press conference, has he ever even talked about himself for four seconds? Never. He doesn't give a damn. He's worried about everyone else, talking about his team and his coaches. The guy's been unbelievable. And I wouldn't be surprised if that had something to even do with Deuce Knight, with just the quarterback, you know, you know, on that pedestal. It has not been there. I think every single Notre Dame fan can agree that Notre Dame quarterback spot has not been what it used to be, what it used to mean. You play quarterback at Notre Dame, you're automatically in the Heisman conversation. That used to be the old saying back in the day. And that's gone away for a long time. So I think his popularity there, and I think the quarterback recruiting, I think Deuce Knight sees it. And I, I think uh, someone just posted in the in the chat as well. It's true, NIL. I think that is something that is going to be popular for Notre Dame moving forward. And I think I mean, we, I, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. I think Sam Hartman is a kind of a guinea pig with some of the things that they threw out there. Notre Dame, as we know, is a massive brand. Heck, look at the television audiences this year. It is insane how many people watch Notre Dame football. Were they doing that last year? Were they doing that 2021? No. It's this year, and I think a lot of it has to do with Sam Hartman. I just do. Okay. All right, Tim, a uh, couple super chats, and then I think we're – uh, it's time to wrap up the show. Tim D had $2 and he said, uh, can Notre Dame's comparably low use of transfer portal be an advantage when it comes to recruiting five-star high school players? Maybe, I guess. It's it, it, it's a it's a way to negative recruit, I guess, against some schools. Um, but at the end of the day, w- one thing I'd throw at you, some food for thought, is every recruit thinks that, they're the man like they're the guy like they're going to come in and start as a true freshman so they may not care it's like oh i don't uh, uh, what do you mean transfer portal like i'm going to come and start as a true freshman so that 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 would be one note i would throw um at you tim you have any quick thoughts on this yeah that's a great one i mean man the first the first person i thought about was just keon keely who's sitting back red shirt in this year not even playing it's like can you Imagine him being here. Um, you know, they don't – I mean, he, he could have played. There's a handful of guys, Scott, who uh, – there's a handful of guys that, that could have played. Richard Young was the big surprise recruit. Remember when 
McCullough and Marcus Freeman drove away yeah. in the Benz or Ferrari or whatever yeah. they had. He's red shirt and he hasn't played a snap at Alabama. What if they could have gotten him out of Florida and Keeley out of Florida and said, Hey, come to Notre Dame. This is what you're going to do down the road. And this is what you could earn in NIL and your name and all this stuff. So you just got to keep pounding, right? You just keep chopping wood and eventually it's going to yeah. pop some of these guys. Heck, the yeah. 2000, Mike, both the 2025 commits, aren't they all SEC country? Which uh, four of the five, yeah. Crazy. They're, you know, and SEC country has been hard as heck for Notre Dame to uh, make way into, and they're doing it in this cycle. I think that's just, they just keep chopping wood, keep offering guys down there, keep recruiting, sending coaches down there. And uh, those guys are relentless, and they just gonna, they're going to get them eventually. Yeah. Yeah. I think you make good points. Maybe Notre Dame could use it more. Maybe they are. I don't know. But at the end of the day, kids go where they want to go. Um, so, but it, it's, it's an interesting thought. And then lastly, Scott says, can I get your guys take on Notre Dame NIL? It feels like they're figuring it out a bit. Hartman beats and UA deals look good. When, when kids get to Notre Dame, they do well. You have to, you, it's not a handout. Like you'll see Notre Dame players take it. Like I think Hartman just tweeted something today where he was, you know, volunteering somewhere. I say volunteering, he, you know, he's getting NIL for that. Like I think Brady Quinn does a really good job kind of leading this initiative for Notre Dame. So when the guys get to Notre Dame, they do well. Um, and that's freshmen up to Sam Hartman. They're, they all make good money. I'm not going to throw a figure out there, but like they're all making good money. Now, the thing that Notre Dame is not really doing is the the guaranteeing or the promising what you're going to make, which is what, you know, you saw Texas A&M sign, what was it, a number one class in, in the 22 cycle. You know, Notre Dame's not, not doing that. You see how that worked out for A&M. They're not doing too well. Someone posted on the board, they haven't won a road game in two years. It's crazy. Um, but even in recruiting an NIL, I think Notre Dame is doing well and it might sound a little contradictory, but that's all I can kind of say at this point. Uh, but like, I, overall to answer your second question, I do think that they're doing like, they've kind of figured it out a little bit more. So uh, Scott, so th thanks for the $5 super chat. Sam, do you have any thoughts before we sign off? No, I mean, they're using, I mean, Notre Dame is using the brands out there, the big names, the big brands to, um, do, uh, do, you know, use the NIL for what it is. The NIL is not, here's a $250,000 check for the next four years. Or if you leave in two or whatever, we'll take it away. All that stuff. Um, no, they're like, come here, play some good football, get a great education. And this is what's out here using the Notre Dame name associated with you. So, I mean, there's so many Notre Dame football players that have done amazing things out there. Joe Alt sponsored by, Chevy truck or Ford truck, some truck where he's getting trucks. So he's sponsored by a truck. That's awesome. All the linemen are sponsored by a bunch of the local restaurants getting money from them. So it's out there. I have two recruits to call that I was supposed to call four minutes ago. So guys, this is it. No way Notre Dame, Brady, appreciate the five. No way Notre Dame doesn't go after Elick Aomaner next year. You can't go after somebody. Uh, that's not really how it goes. If he enters the portal, maybe Aomaner picked Stanford over Notre Dame. That was his top two. Um, he was like a late – was that 2022 class Notre Dame offered him after seeing him at Irish Invasion? Um, he says, I love the show. Well, Brady, appreciate you loving the show. Um, go Notre Dame. Um, yeah, 
if he enters the portal and he's a graduate, hell yeah. Or even if he's not and they can get in a Stanford guy, hell yeah, yes. you bring him in no matter no matter what. So, Brady, appreciate you. Tim, fantastic show today. Thought you brought it. As always, my friend, I will see you next Wednesday um, since obviously there's no game Saturday. 10.30 a.m. Eastern time Thursday. Myself and Kyle Kelly will talk a lot of Notre Dame recruiting. Hope to see you guys then. As always, go to blueandgold.com, lock in to our Notre Dame coverage there. Appreciate you all. If you're watching us live, watching us back, or listening via podcast only, you guys are the best. And as always, everyone, we will catch you next time. Still going? Um, I don't think so. It says live up there. Cheers, everybody. <laughs> Are we still alive? <laughs>